What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of? With the boy, the unstoppable the inexorable Mike Searock. I'm here today with Andrew Cap. He's a friend of mine. I met, I believe, on Clubhouse was the first time we met, which is an awesome app. If you haven't been on there, get on there, follow us on Clubhouse and go to the rooms that we're in because we know where all the cool people hang out and also people that can change your life. So Andrew holds one goal above all others through his various projects, genuine and sustainable impact. His latest offering, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, offers readers a never-before-seen understanding of the topic that no other Law of Attraction book has ever been able to do. By going the extra mile of finally addressing why people who get excited about trying their Law of Attraction still can't manage to get in the habit of using these methods for just five minutes a day. The book has enjoyed continued success, including over 1,500 of five-star rating reviews and number one bestseller status in multiple categories on Amazon and a growing YouTube channel devoted to it. Andrew, welcome to the What Are You Made Of podcast. See, Rock, thank you so much for having me, my friend. Really excited to be here. Great to see your face again, man. I know we talked just a couple of days ago and I was on your show before and uh, just looking forward to this episode here because you know, I got to tell you, before I get into the first question, we always ask people, every day that goes by for me, the more and more I see of me creating my future. And not just that, because I think it's selfish if you stop there, but helping people create their future around me and everybody that I touch. And you know, it's pretty powerful. So I'm looking forward to this conversation today. But before we do that, let's go ahead and ask you the question. What are you made of? Mm, well, I know for you, this won't sound cliche. But just so everyone's uh, clear, while this is both strategic and authentic, and we can talk about that, what I'm made of is gratitude. Yeah. Uh, you right know up. how I start the interviews, man. When I, I go on people's show, man, it's a big thing for me. And that's why you said that. And yeah, gratitude is powerful. Tell us the story behind the gratitude and how you're made of gratitude. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the story, like how I even got to this place. And I'll try to make it not too long-winded, but I learned about the law of attraction back in 2004. And it was just me looking for answers in life, trying to get a hold of something, trying to make something work. And it was very hit and miss for me. And it kind of followed through on that for about four years till 2008 hits. I, my, my life implodes. I lose my business. My girlfriend of three years breaks up over text. And I'm forced to kind of look in the mirror and say, okay, something's got to change here. And I have this weird epiphany where looking back of all the things I tried, all the personal development, all the mindset, all the modalities, whenever I did that law of attraction thing and I didn't actually stop, it seemed to start getting me somewhere. So I got this real stubborn, indignant vibe. And I said, you know what? I don't care what happens, when it happens, why it happens, how it happens. I'm going to go all in with this thing, which really is just you know five or 10 minutes a day of gratitude and visualization exercises since that's what was working before I stopped it. And results were miraculous. Within two weeks, I felt better, which is saying a lot with a broken heart. Within three months, I'm in a brand new way, healthier relationship. Within four months, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before then. 
And within six months, everything's different. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm running all cylinders. And I learned, at least from my experience, that this law of attraction thing, whatever it is, it works when you work it. And it wasn't to write a book. I didn't write the book until like 11 years later when I'm making a decision of, okay, where do I go in my business? What can I do that's going to fill me up and light me up and make me feel like I'm making a difference? Oh, well, let's see if I can enter into this really crowded space and hopefully say something new. But more importantly, hopefully help the people that were struggling with the same stuff that I struggled with and hopefully help them before they have to lose what feels like 90% of their life. And, and that's where I'm at right now. And again, like I said, authentic and strategic for me, gratitude is not only a result and a manifestation, but it's a strategy by which I can enjoy more of that for myself. Yeah, I love it. So where did you hear about doing that back in 2004 when that happened? Like, you where, know, it's funny. Where, where did you, I, you know, your first taste of it? Yeah, I don't even remember the, the first place where I heard, I think it might've been Bob Proctor book. I mean, I know I read his book, You Were Born Rich. I don't even know if it, I think the, law of, the word law of attraction is in there, the phrase. I read books like, you know, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. I read As Man Thinketh by James Allen. I read Think and Grow Rich. I read all these things. And I don't even remember where law of attraction came into play because those years and that year was such a blur of me swinging at every ball possible. Like I was almost desperately flailing all over the place, just trying to get an answer. And that was probably part of the reason why I didn't stick with law of attraction because I didn't have the patience. I'm like, well, there must be something that's quicker, better, faster, easier, stronger, more impactful because I want the money. I want the girl. I want the success. I want everything now, now, now. Yeah. Uh, have you read U Squared yet? Ooh, um, I have. P Price Pritchett, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I read that in 2006, if I'm not mistaken. Really cool book too. Yeah, damn it. I'm so pissed because I'm so far behind on this this stuff. I mean, I I, I don't know. I just feel like I just uh, learned about Think and Grow Rich, believe it or not, in the last uh, year and a half, maybe. I'm kind of embarrassed to say that. Like, I don't even know where, I've, where have I been? You know, yeah, and we know it's, uh, dude, I'll, if you want to feel bad, I didn't see The Godfather until I was in my late 30s. Like, we all, <laughs> we all wait on, on stuff. Yeah, but you know what? That's a little different. Like, you true, know, I, very true. It's my best I'm, attempt to make you feel better, but I, I will say this. Say, this might do better. Not. All good things and all good time. Like, right now, I yeah. think is the perfect time for you to hear that message because you're at a point right now, and I can say this observing you, and I love what you're doing. You're at that point where you're leveraging that information at a way higher level. Whereas there was previous information that you were leveraging back when you were younger. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, I'm witnessing things now that I'm aware of this and I'm really studying it. And, you know, Bob Proctor, of course, uh, Price Pritchett, who else recently? Um, of course, Think and Grow Rich, but I've been, uh, you know, hanging out with Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed's a buddy of mine. And, you know, all this stuff is starting to come in and, and, and I'm the type of guy, like you made a reference to stubborn, you, you were stubborn. I have a new word called inexorable, and that mm -hmm. means the same thing pretty much, unable to be stopped, unyielding. And I'm the type of guy that has that in me. And when I get onto something like this and as powerful as this is, speaking of the law of attraction and manifesting your future, creating your future, becoming the cause instead of the effect, man, like there's going to be some, I'm just getting started, brother. And so I, I love the fact that I'm having you on the show today because I want to talk to you more about this. So what did you find out? Like why, why people... They get excited about the idea, but then they just don't do it consistently. Like, why did you, what, what did you find out about that? Yeah. So the way I explain it and the way I've discovered it and the way my experiences has confirmed it, we've got three minds. I think everyone's used to hearing, all right, I've got the conscious and the subconscious, right? The third mind in that mix, and I'm defining it this way, a clinical psychologist wouldn't use the same word, but it's my definition of the ego. And that ego that's sitting right between way stronger than the conscious mind, but nothing compared to the subconscious, it's only got one job in this world and that's keeping you alive. 
And that's good or bad news, depending where you are in your life, because that means wherever you are in your life with any money problems, any relationship problems, even any health problems, your ego knows right now in this moment, you are alive and it doesn't want to risk the status quo. Because there might be someone out there who wants to be rich and famous, for example, but for all their ego knows is when they become famous, they're going to get a stalker. That's a threat to their survival. And when they get rich, they're going to get family coming out of the woodwork and try to take their house from them, a threat to their survival. So this part of our mind loves us. It wants to protect us. And in a misguided way, it holds us into place. And because it's stronger than the, the conscious mind, it knows how to leverage your fears, your uncertainties, your doubts, even your virtues, anything about your personality that it can use to stop you from going on that path and getting that result. Again, only because it thinks you are safer now because it knows right now you are alive. Quick little skip ahead then, the solution thereby is to bypass the ego, access the subconscious mind, which is way stronger than all this stuff and the other minds, and that will do the heavy lifting for you. And you bypass the ego and you access the subconscious mind with simple visualization or gratitude methods that you can learn in my book or be candid, any law of attraction book. And why is this the last one? Is that you talked about this before when we were offline about why you titled it that, which yeah, ends up so, being awesome, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, even just this explanation I gave right here, the part of the reason that it's the last one is it's meant to hold a mirror up to the reader so that they actually catch themselves in the act this time when they're not doing what they're supposed to. It's leading them not to doing methods for, you know, in a forced way where it's, it's a chore. It's basically inviting them to make a choice. It's inviting them to make any of these methods something that they get to do rather than something that they have to do. It's taking the, the obligation out of it because a lot of people, they do this and they're so desperate to get their result that they don't even enjoy the methods. They don't even enjoy the process. And what they don't realize is if you're not enjoying the process, you actually don't realize you're reaffirming the vibration. And if you don't believe in that thing, the psychology to your subconscious mind of the actual lack of what you want. You're reinforcing not having what you want when you're not having a good time with these methods. So just through the, the flow and the breakdown of the book, through the presentation of the methods, through the explanation of what's going on in the mind, and just through the, the, um, the collection of how I organize the information, it's basically meant to give people just enough of a crack where they do this just long enough, where they finally get a result. And then it's not me teaching them. It's not the book teaching them. It's their own life experience. Yeah. Just like I had the gift of my own life experience when the time came, I want them to have that as well. And then they're free to buy more books, but I just don't want them buying it where they're looking for an answer. And more, if you're going to buy another book due to reaffirm or to research, whether it's my book or any other book, any book should be the last one you need because you should be able to act on the information and actually implement it and get your results without needing anything else after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. You know, they should buy one more book. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, rocket fuel definitely. Yeah, I mean, different. that's obligatory, man. That's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just a life skill. <laughs> and that book is a life skill. So, so tell me about the ingredients that went into making Andrew. You know, you can take us back as far back as you want, but what went into making you? Like, what kind of family, what kind of events happened? Like, you know, what stands out to you in the past that, you know, I don't believe about getting stuck or resenting the past, but at least learning from it and getting rocket fuel from it. Yeah, yeah. So, the extraordinary thing about me. <laughs> is that there was a lot of ordinary in my childhood. And it was not perfect. I mean, we all, you know, we all experienced trauma in different ways, but I, you know, I don't have a bad story about it. In fact, growing up, I, I saw myself as very average. I'd look, I'd look around the classroom and I'd size myself up. I was never too short. I was never too tall. I never was a D student. I never was like an A plus student. I was always in the middle. I was always average. And um, I get to a point where like when I graduated college, after having family tell me, well, you know, the way to live life is to get, you know, 
the nine to five and to be the company for 40 or 45 years, and they'll take care of you. And around the time when I graduated, it was very clear from the way the world changed, the way corporations had changed, that wasn't good enough just to work hard and be a good employee. I couldn't count on someone else. So all of a sudden, I was filled with a level of, I guess, fear and anxiety of like, whoa, the only one who's going to look out for me is me. And now I have to get my act together in a whole new way. Now I've got to be an entrepreneur, which all entrepreneurs out there, not there, it's a, <laughs> the scariest existence and, and many times the loneliest existence. So yeah. I read more books in the first two years of my business than in high school and college combined because I wasn't reading from an assignment. I was reading out of a motivation to learn things. So I guess, um, and, you know, also even so where different. like, you know, failing the totally. law of attraction, I was at a point where, you know, I lost my company and girlfriend because I was so desperate for success. And I finally needed to have that sense like knocked into me of, well, if I actually go and, and use these methods and invite a better possibility and a little bit more measured and a little bit more emotionally resilient and emotionally open, that's where floodgates can really open up. And that's where more, most importantly, I can enjoy my life because I don't know how many people believe reincarnation out there, but let's say that you do, even if you do, even on that level, this is your only ride as this person right now. So even if you believe in that, what, this is your one ride. You don't want to waste it. You want to enjoy it. And that means working towards your goals, but also enjoying your life in the meantime, enjoying people in the meantime, finding people to love and care for in the meantime, finding your minor victories, your minor successes, just going out and walking in nature, buying that dog, going on that trip, doing all those mm -hmm. things in the meantime, rather than wasting your life. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. So, you know, some people say their story is ordinary. They think that way and that's a perception yes. or, or, you know, uh, of the situation. But like, you know, if you are standing in a room, like I'm standing here and I'm looking out at the ocean and pool and stuff out here. If I go over there, I stand back, I see a podcast studio or the wall. Two, two same room, two different pictures, right? Yes. So, so really, let's dig into a little bit. There's had to be something growing up that, that you remember that was a, an event that has some emotional charge to it or some kind of not necessarily trauma, but even it could be good. Like what's it? Let's, let's really go back and try to remember something that you still feed off of from back in the day. Yeah. So, you know, and we could try to go back deeper if you want, but something significant is when I was, I think I was 21 and I haven't told the story to many people. I was an intern for the then WWF, World Wrestling Federation. It's, it's WWE now. And um, the reason that it has a certain level of significance is because when I went after the job, I didn't realize the level of competition I was up against. I beat 800 other people for that job and I did it on autopilot. Everything was seamless. I called them up. I talked, I'm just this, I'm this kid. I don't know how to sell myself. I know nothing about sales. I know nothing about pitching. And I talked my way into the interview. I talked my way. I, I had the perfect resume, the perfect cover letter. It was like this very seamless thing. And I thought it was a free internship. They, they went and they paid me. And it was only after the fact that I looked back and I'm like, whoa, look at all these odds that I, were, I was up against and I didn't even realize it. And I had this weird epiphany that I think part of the reason was because I didn't realize what I was up against. I didn't build up those walls. Because there's other times where you know I try to enter a contest or I try to do something and it felt impossible. For some reason, I didn't see the blocks. And I think therefore, that's why it became so easy. And I've always carried that with me because I know I've been cognizant of when I'm putting up walls between me and what I want and what I'm not. And I'm consistently or constantly trying to find a way to bypass that so I don't get my own way, which kind of goes back to my strategy of, of gratitude every day. Because in my experience, that kind of cleans up a lot of the cobwebs for me without me even having to look at them all the time. 
I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Right. I love it. So are you a wrestling fan? I am. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I used to be way more hardcore. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. honest, dude, I don't follow wrestling and even like baseball and basketball the way I used to. The world's evolved. Yeah, I've evolved. Yeah. I don't mean that like I'm better than anyone that does follow it. I just, I changed my interests. Okay. But back in the day, dude, when I got that job, I was hardcore. And who, who was the main, who were the main draws then? Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were that's when we were watching it in college and we were having parties around it and uh Yeah, man. This is 1999. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My yeah. first day, which by the way was very surreal because um Owen Hart passed away the night before, mm-hmm. falling 80 feet in the, in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I was hired to be their fan services department who answers the phones from all the the inbound calls, which was really crazy, but um I'm there 5 minutes and Vince McMahon gets on the elevator with me. So automatic already, uh, it's surreal for me. By the way, he got in there when I was meeting Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel was first in the elevator. So my first five minutes on the job, I'm with Vince McMahon and Howard Finkel, the announcer for people that know don't know, in the elevator going to my desk. Like it was such a surreal. Where, where was that? In Connecticut or? Yeah, Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I grew up in Westchester, so it was a very easy commute. Again, another thing that yeah. just like that was there for me. It was very easy yeah. to access. I lived in Hartford for a while, north of there, and uh, winter sucks, but. Anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, I had a I had a guy that was in my wedding that I uh, was friends with, uh, Mark Hildreth, who was when is Van Hammer. I don't know if you remember Van Hammer. Oh, name um, rings the bell. He was like six foot nine, dude. He was a monster. So anyway, yeah, we we used to have some uh, pay per view parties back in the day, and and we would just watch it. All the fellas, you know, in college, it was it was a great time, man. Looking back at that. So going forward now, what is your view and you know not view your vision for your future? Like, what are you what are you looking to do here in the next few years or what have you? Yeah, you know, again, this is where I think I'm weird. Maybe I'm not. Um, right now, it's about you know going on podcasts and talking about this book and and talking really the the material and growing the YouTube channel devoted to it and and you know the podcast. But simultaneously, where back in the day I was too worried, I almost have like this open invitation where I don't know if a year from now I'll change my mind, but I'm okay with it. I'm not worrying about anything. I'm very relaxed intentionally and authentically too. It isn't like I'm telling myself I'm relaxed. I actually am. I'm really relaxed at where I'm going. I'm open to possibilities. I'm open to something kind of striking my interest and pulling me in a certain direction. But by the same token, if I do this for the next 20 years, I'm perfectly content. So right now, it's just about spreading the word on this and reaching more people through this with the understanding that my mind might change. And if it does, it's all good. And what's some, what are some breakthroughs that you've seen since you've been right since you wrote the book and since you've been getting on shows and, and via the YouTube channel? Have you gotten any feedback from people that have like just blew your mind? Oh yeah, I I featured um, a couple of interviews on my YouTube. Like one of my YouTube uh, interviews, she took my uh, my ninety day program and she emails me on day eighty seven, and she's like, Andrew, when I was starting this program, I thought I was going to lose my job. I thought like I was on the brink, and by the end of this, I'm like now I get a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars in sales every month. That's my bottom. That's my baseline. It's my worst case scenario. And I was so inspired that I put her on like YouTube. I was like, Hey, you want to talk about? It? You want to be an interview? She's like, Yeah. So that's some more tangible, obvious stuff that I will share out there. Obviously, I don't want to give away too many details, but there's people that email me where they'll, that they've used this as their excuse or their inspiration or their motivation or their rocket fuel mm-hmm. to get out of abusive relationships. And yeah. that blows my mind. When someone's doing something like that off of this book, it's very humbling. It's very surreal. 
And it's kind of like, it feels like it's not me and it's not the thing that I created. But at the same time, I, I try to be just very grateful for it because if that even did that for one person, like what a gift, right? Yeah, yeah. What year did they come out, the book? End of 2019, like right before okay. Thanksgiving 2019. Okay, so two, almost- Not even like a year and a half, basically. A year and a half. Okay, so what yeah. am I in for my first year? Because look, by the way, when I wrote this book, while I was writing it, I marketed the book a year ahead of time. Mm. Like I just market it. So I've been marketing. This isn't like new to me, uh, but uh, when the book came out, I'm like, I got to keep going. <laughs> but most people wait to market the book when it's just prior to launch, right? I did it for a year, landing page, sold books. And, but, but what am I in for now in the next, you know, it's only been out for a week or two. What mm. am I in for? So it depends on, on really where you want to take it. Because like, in other words, if you're, if you're following like my model, you're basically going to spray gunfire all over the place in a good way, not in a desperate way, but in a way of like, you know what, I'm willing to post in the Facebook group and add some value. See how that feels for me and see the response they get. I'm happy to go on podcasts and talk about it, see how it feels. But like for me, what I did specifically, and you're, you're a busy guy, so you know better if you can do this. I was very intentional just about answering emails that came in. I've made myself very accessible. So for me, it was a year of really just interacting with the customers. If, if you want to go on that level, again, you've got so much going on. I know that you're starting a really cool project on the way that we spoke about a couple of days ago. But if you have the bandwidth to do so, you can expect a lot of really interesting emails from people. And when you engage, they're going to tell their friends. They're going to recommend your book to their friends. And then you're going to get emails from them. And it's going to be this really wonderful, yet um, you know, time-consuming, but totally worth it web of interaction with people as the profile of the book itself grows. And for me, you see, I didn't even put my name on the cover. I wasn't too worried about my profile. It's more about making the book the star, but more importantly, making the reader the star. So knowing what I know about you and what I could surmise about your book, expect a lot of really positive feedback, and it'll be your option on how aggressively you want to leverage that and lean into that with all the other stuff that you've got going on. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Like I don't have, I have no problem with that. I love engaging with people. So yeah, I love that idea, man. I was going to ask you something else with regards to, oh, so what's going on? Speaking of this law of attraction right now for me, like I'm currently experiencing some of the craziest, I say craziest because I'm just blown away by it, but I, I'm doing what this, I'm doing what it, the law is. I mean, it's a law for a reason, right? It's just like John Maxwell's law, leadership law, the rocket fuel law is a law. <laughs> um, it's a law. It's so like gravity. I'm so surprised, but you know, I'm writing things down. I'm creating this vision, and then I'm sitting back and I and not sitting back really, but I'm just sitting here watching it unfold in front of my eyes, and I just can't believe some of the things that I've seen over the last two years. Then right now, and I'll get on a call with someone. Here's an example: I'll get on a call with someone and talk to them about this vision that I have, and they're like, "I can't believe you're talking to me about this right now." Like I, I'm literally right now looking in, into this, and this is going to connect with this. And we're going to be able to create this. And I can't get into a lot of detail with some of the things right now, but just to, to see this over and over and over again over the last two weeks, mm. last two weeks, over and over again with people. And today it happened again. And I was just sitting there and they're like, well, how come you're not that excited? I'm like, dude, I've seen this probably 15 times in the last two weeks. <laughs> so it's like when you see it and it clicks, dude, it's, it's over. Yes. And then you start thinking like, wait a minute, maybe I'm not, my vision isn't big enough and colorful enough. And Maybe we can even do more and add more people. And, you know, so your, your mind starts wandering even more and it and allows you. And this is something that I've noticed with Grant Cardone. If you notice and you follow him at all, mm -hmm. I'm immersed in his content and I follow him and study him because he amazes me. And some people laugh at that. Like they're like, oh, you're right. No, dude, I'm, I know what I'm doing. So 
And so I watch this and I watch how he keeps leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And then his thing is, I didn't think big enough. I wish the only thing I was told back, back down, I would have took more risks and thought bigger. And then mm. you see this elevation thing happening where the belief lid raises and then you start attracting more things. And you start, the other thing I noticed, Andrew, is I, I notice people that are around me now are the people that align with my mission. Yes. And the people that don't align with me are exiting. And I used to get upset when people leave my company, friendships, relationships, whatever. I used to get upset with it. Now I don't get upset because I just know, okay, well, they're just not aligned with the mission. And then you see people that are perfectly aligned with it, just appearing, attraction, right? Yeah. Speak you, to that a little bit. So right now you're in the sweet spot. And I'm, I'm almost hesitant to say that because I feel like when I say that people might be listening and now the sweet spot is this elusive thing, but it's not elusive as long as basically you're just kind of like leaning into what you love. Like for me, and you didn't ask about this, but just, you know, should I be thinking bigger? My answer is if it makes you feel good, yes. If it makes you feel horrible, then st- keep sucking up the, you know, driving on the juices of what was working now until it feels good. You know what I mean? As long as it feels good, you're on a roll. But, but this is the sweet spot where, again, my opinion, it, it sounds too simple. And this is why people, one of the main reasons why people discard it, but just leaning into something, just being open, just visualizing, just feeling gratitude, and then letting what comes kind of like come and just letting it happen. It really is that, that simple because what you were describing is there's some stuff that you do and there's some stuff that's done for you. And it's not either or. You're not going to do everything and everything's not going to be done for you. It's this combination. And what I hear from you is you're just working on inspiration. You've got an idea, you lean into it. And because you have no resistance to it and you have no fear, you have no apprehension, you have no doubt because you're already in a really good place of just feeling good about where you're at. And because it sounds like you're really inspired, which is no shock with how good you are at this podcast with a book like Rocket Fuel, of course you're inspired. These things unfold. And here's the beautiful part. They're going to continue to unfold in different ways. This vibe you're on right now, this might go for a year, it might go for a week, and then there'll be a shift or there'll be a shift in vibe and return to the vibe. It doesn't matter. The cool thing is no matter what, you're always going to be on this positive wavelength as long as you're open and receptive to it. And again, for people listening, it's not hard to get into as long as you're open to just doing something without trying to force it into place. Saying, okay, what can I do right now? What is actually important to me right now in this moment? Giving myself permission to change my mind tomorrow if my mind actually changes and just inviting things in. Yeah, being open to it, man. That's a huge, huge thing because a lot of people are closed off and they think that, you know, somebody given something, there's so many things that happen to you that you just don't open yourself to. So just being wide open and, and accepting of it. Now, some people may be listening to this and they're in a tough time and they may not understand it right now. They yeah. may not be able to relate to it right now and that's okay. So those folks, right now should get your book and get rocket fuel and read them back to back. And then they'll start seeing and being, being aware of more things. Because I think a lot of times, you know, people that are insecure with this kind of thing or just don't feel it, it's lack of knowledge. They just don't know. Yeah. Right. And my attitude is like, even pertains to my book. I mean, it makes a pretty good argument if you ask me, but let's say it doesn't, let's say you're not down with it. The whole point of the methods, isn't that even that you even believe that something's going to happen. The point is that you enjoy them because if you could just enjoy them, then putting the universe and the law of attraction and vibrations and results, putting that aside, physiologically speaking alone, there's studies that show that you know feeling gratitude will improve your sleep, it'll increase your confidence, it'll reduce your anxiety, meaning you've got a win no matter what just by doing that. And for me, the goal is finding a method or methods that are so fun that you look forward to them. And when you look forward to them, you're consistent. And when you're consistent, then the sweet spot, you won't find the sweet spot the sweet spot will find you. So I just advise people, 
not even caring about the result because I think the biggest law of attraction mistake people make is they do the method to get the result. But when you're doing the method to get the result, you're doing the method with the focus, intention, and awareness of the lack of the result. Therefore, you're actually reinforcing the lack. Where the trick is what you want to do is do the method for the sake of enjoying the method. Mm -hmm. Because when you're doing the method for the sake of enjoying the method, you're feeling good while thinking about what you have or what you want or both. And I know that sounds simple, but that's the whole formula. The whole formula, whether it's my book, my method, or anyone else, is that you feel good while thinking about what you have or what you want or both. Everything comes from there. Whether you believe that the universe is doing it or you're just programming your subconscious mind to notice those things and bring them to you. One way or another, by hook or by crook, those good things come when you just devote yourself to feeling good, even for just five minutes a day. Let's do it. Five minutes a day, guys. Five minutes a day. Andrew, how can they get the book? Pretty easy. If you go to lastlawofattractionbook.com, that auto forwards to Amazon. I figure why not have a big platform where it gets it to people easy and you get prime delivery and all that. Um, you've got audiobook, you've got paperback, you've got Kindle, whatever your pleasure is. But if you don't want to pull out your wallet, that's okay. Go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. That's my free content. I teach new methods. I feature law of attraction experts. I even have my really weird sense of humor on display there. There's hopefully something for everyone there. So whether you pull out your wallet um, with Amazon or you go free for YouTube, it is my intention, my hope, and uh, my wish that you are served in some way, shape, or form by any of my content. Let's go support Andrew. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show today. The final question I always ask the guests is, what does the rocket fuel law of turning setbacks into rocket fuel, storing everything in your tank instead of your trunk where it weighs you down where most people store it and becoming unstoppable. What does the rocket fuel law mean to you? It means that we don't have to be constrained by the things in our life that we perceive are bad, whether they're bad or not. It means that we are at a point of agency where it's like, listen, this thing, I'm all right, I'm just gonna say it, this thing sucked. Now I have a choice. Am I gonna let that weigh me down or am I gonna leverage it and use it as a way to enjoy my life? Why not strategically, if nothing else, even just out of spite, make the choice of, no, I'm going to let this fuel me. I'm going to let this point me in another direction. I'm not going to let this be for nothing. And I'm going to be served by this. That's what rocket fuel means to me. Let's go. Let's go, Andrew. Thanks for coming on the show today, man. And you guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C. Rock. Keep coming back. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel at Mike C. Rock. Sharaco. And if you want to get the book, go to MikeCRock.com forward slash book, get that rocket fuel book so that you can become unstoppable yourself. Until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at TheMikeCRock.com, TheMikeCRock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.